the insurance town. I'm the mayor, he's here, and the host of this here podcast. And guys, I'm super pumped you're here hanging out with me today because I got my main man, Andy, back in the program today. And it's not a redo. It's not a replay. It's not a uh, rerun. Not one of those. This is a brand new episode because you guys loved the first one so much. You kept emailing me and kept sending me text messages and kept wanting his contact info. And uh, I wanted to bring him back in. So it hasn't been quite a year, but it's time for his second go around. And I want you to check this one out. It's really, really good. So make sure you do that. Before I do, though, I got to talk to you about my good friends at Smart Choice. They are the fastest growing agency network, hands down. I mean, flat out, hands down. Because they care about you, the agent. First and foremost, they want to make sure that you have the highest commissions, the lowest volume commitments, the best in bonus and contingencies. They want to help you uh, to write more business uh, because when you win, they win. When they win, you win. It's a win-win. That's a lot of wins. You can't pass up on that. Go to smartchoiceagents.com. I couldn't have planned that any better. Just came out that way. So I'm going to go with that. (laughs) <laughs> awesome. Uh, smartchoiceagents.com. Go check it out. Also, uh, my good friends over at Old School Marketing. Old School Marketing is uh, taking an old school approach to marketing with direct mail pieces and bringing it into the new century, into the new day and age of insurance marketing. And they're doing drip campaigns. They're doing stuff where your phone will ring on a consistent basis, not just all up front at one time. Make sure you check out oldschoolmarketing.com. What do they do? What makes them different? Handwritten notes by real people, not a font, real people. So it looks like grandma sent you. And everybody loves a good note from grandma. Uh, Right now, uh, you can get 10% off by checking it out and using the code TOWN10. Make sure you check that out. Now, guys, I can't wait uh, for you to hear this fantastic conversation let me get out of the way sit back relax and enjoy my conversation the second time around because of you andy Runyon. andy what's happening brother how are you i'm doing well man how are you man i'm good it's it's awesome when i have the opportunity to have a guest come back on and, and pretty quickly believe it or not um i know you're a humble guy but believe it or not the episode we released what five, six, eight months ago, whenever that was, yeah. yep. it was like my, one of my top downloads in the last two years. So nice. uh, yeah. three. people just, you know, kept downloading. And I was looking, I don't really look at the stats a lot, but I had a, a request to look at them and I just happened to look at it. It was like the top 10 downloads um, <laughs> of all my episodes. So apparently either you're super cool or the subject of cyber insurance is on a lot of people's brains right now. We're going to go or- with both. We're going to go. I, well, I was going to say the latter, but yeah, but, cyber, yeah well, cyber is a pretty, pretty hot topic, man. Yeah. So um, I, I was happy, you know, we could able to reconnect and get back on here because I think sure. there's a lot of follow up questions to that. I yep. think there's a lot of things going on here. So for those who didn't listen to the first one, first of all, you can stop this one and start that one. So you can kind of have part one before you hit part two. But for those who don't want to do that and just lazy and just give it all to me now, let's give a quick high level of who Andy is why you're on the show, um, who you work for. Kind of give me a little bit there. You don't have to go all the way down through memory lane, but just give me a little bit yeah. of who Andy sure. Ray is. 
Yeah. So I uh, started in insurance in 2019, um, had a background in uh, education, coaching, and was in, uh, got into sales around 2014. Um, so yeah, I got into insurance in 19 before COVID. Um, and I had been tasked with uh, my principal agent at the time had given me the idea of like, hey, we're going to bring in and we're going to do medical malpractice, right? Uh, because of my background in medical sales. Um, and with that medical malpractice, there's usually a little sideline on this cyber thing. And I was working for Accursure at the time. Uh, so it was like Accursure is making this push on cyber. So because you're doing the malpractice and you're the youngest guy on staff, we want you we want you to take this thing that nobody really gets, which is cyber. Well, COVID hits and malpractice goes whoop, and cyber goes whoop. Right. And then next thing you know, um, man, a couple of years later, you know, we're we're. I don't know, probably 18 months into the pandemic. And I have this light bulb moment where it's like, wow, um, a lot of agencies in this area don't understand cyber well. And there's a massive need for it. And uh, made some good connections in the state with CISA in the area uh, with with managed service providers, IT guys. Um, took a specialty job with Brightline Insurance out of Texas and worked with them for a year. Um, Love the people over there. Great guys. Um, and then Man, it's just, I mean, the demand for good cyber people um, is, is super high right now, and supply is really low. Uh, had the opportunity at the beginning of the month to work, uh, move to the wholesale side, and um, just based on my gifting and, like, how I go about life and what I think about cyber, I think it is really, really important that the insurance and industry makes and generates more Andy Runyons, right? I wasn't going to do it, do that competing against those guys, right? Like, I was... You know, I mean, you're 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 out there fighting for every inch you can get on the retail side, and 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 I was looking at it moving over to the wholesale side, going, you know, altruistically, I can I can use this platform to to duplicate other me's in the market, right? That that um you know uh, can take this to their clients and have a knowledge and an understanding of it. So jumped over to the wholesale side with Fifth Wall in October, and just super super blessed by that opportunity, man. It's been great. There we go. Okay, so man, I, I appreciate that. Uh, and sorry, my button got stuck on the mute. So those that were like, why is he pausing for a second? I, I knew I was on mute. I was trying to get it before Andy said, "You're on mute, Heath." I was trying to get. There I was. First. I was there. That was coming quickly. I know that's a big rookie mistake, and I just I couldn't get the button mashed quick enough, and so I kept hitting the wrong button. So anyway, got it now, ladies and gentlemen. We're good. So uh, all right, so. Yeah, I appreciate that, you know, run down memory lane so we can figure that out. And so now being on the wholesale side, okay, so back in my agency ownership days and, you know, back in, you know, selling commercial, doing all that, yep. you know, people right now, um, if you're listening to this right now, um, we're in the fourth quarter, you know, heading into 2024. Uh, if you're listening to this later, maybe you listen to this in 2024, um, let's talk about, you know, People that are prepared I, at this point in time, you know, we're talking November of, you know, 2023, we're preparing for the next year and people are getting their game plan ready and looking at things and uh, they're getting their prospecting together and getting their products together and the carriers lined up and they're getting ready to go to battle in 2024 and, you know, make some hay. Um, talk to me about, okay, so how important going into 2024 um, is this idea of making cyber a bigger part of your agency? Um, I, man, I'm biased, but I think it's, I think it's huge. Um, and, and, and here's why it's not, guys, I'm going to be honest, it's not huge from a revenue standpoint. Um, because, um, even though cyber is more expensive and the premiums have been going up, 
it's still going to be cheaper than the business auto premium, right? It might be cheaper than work comp. A lot of times it is, right? Uh, probably cheaper than the buy. Here's the thing, though. And, and you know, Heath, I shared this with you before. It is a concern of your clients. And that's the issue, right? It may not be a revenue driver for your agency. It may not be this huge profitable thing. But, but guys, business owners are reading stats by CISA that say that if you experience a ransomware event and you're a small size business or a medium sized business, that roughly 40 to 50% of those businesses are closing their doors within six months of that breach, right? The clients care about it and they want you to be knowledgeable about it, right? And, and if they come to your agency and they say, um, you know, hey, we need help with this and you don't have anybody that can pass the sniff test, that, that's problematic, right? Uh, they're going to go somewhere else. And not only that, um, I, I view cyber as, um, man, like a, a, a really, really good cornerback, right? Like if we want to use a football reference, there like, you, go. Uh, you know, they're, they're probably not going to win the game for you, right? But they sure can lose it for you. You know, you, you, get, you get a bad corner out there matched up against a, a really good wide receiver and that guy goes for 250 and three touchdowns. That's not good, right? And and cyber's kind of the same way. Um, if you get a client that's in your wheelhouse uh, that maybe already be on the books, they they could be a large premium account for you. And if you fumble their cyber and give somebody the opportunity to knock it out of the park, that's a gas a chink in your arm. So one of the things that you know, I was prepared to have this conversation when I knew I was going to get you back on here eventually, was the idea that. And this still may be a true statement, but I'm going to have a caveat here. There is, I would have said a couple of weeks ago, if you're not, you know, your, your competition's not doing this. So you need to make sure that you're educated on this and you're leading with that. But I, I spoke at a convention in Florida not too long ago. And the number one topic and the number one attended, you know, uh, session was about cyber. Sure. And there was hundreds of agents that were just cramming in standing room only for yep. a guy they brought in to talk cyber. So, yep. yeah, that may still be true, but they're starting to catch on. I think a lot of agents sure. now are realizing, and yep. I've had someone very close to me recently go through this, um, and their company going through a claim here, and what a nightmare it is. And you think cyber, for me anyway, I always think, oh, they're coming through email, or they're coming through Facebook, yep. or they're coming through whatever. Right. But a friend of mine had come through like a Dropbox or like a yep. Google situation or whatever. Yep. They can get in all kinds of places and really. Yep, screw I had, up. Yeah, no, I was, I was, I was on a call. Uh, if anybody's listening to this, go send me a, uh, you know, a LinkedIn request um, and check out my LinkedIn. I made a LinkedIn post on Friday, which I guess would have been October the 27th. Now I was talking to my boss and I got a text from my boss. Right. And it was like, yeah. Andy Runyon, Reed Wellock, what are you doing right now? And I was like, oh, this is a scammer. So I started having a little fun with him. I was like, what's going on boss? And he was like, well, I have an urgent request. And I was like, eh, well, Man, I hope it's nothing too urgent because I'm going through a colon cleanse right now. I got a procedure tomorrow. So we start going down that rabbit hole, right? And like just I'm just I'm just messing with the guy for like 15 minutes straight, you know. And uh, I posted all the screenshots from that. So if you want a good laugh, go go give that a look. But I mean, yeah, they come in a bunch of different ways. And man, I, I would say probably the biggest misconception is is like ransomware is the hot button topic, right? Uh, everybody knows about it. You've seen it in the news, you've read about MGM, right? Um, and and we have this idea societally that because we don't understand cyber insurance, it's like, well, 
we don't negotiate with terrorists, right? We've, we've heard that old adage over and over again, and we've repeated it. We don't negotiate with terrorists. So I would never pay a ransom. So I don't need cyber insurance. Oh my God. There's so much more to it than that. Right. Like, uh, you know, uh, we, I had a claims example, uh, that, that a buddy told me, uh, same, same type deals, county government, um, you know, guy said he would never pay a ransom. Well, it's one thing to say that it's another thing to actually take care of your network and talk with an MSP and put yourself in a position where you, you don't need to pay a ransom. Right. Well, he didn't take those steps and um, they got ransomed on like, uh, I think it was like a Wednesday. Well, a couple days go by um, the IT guys were checking in with them, man, what are we going to do? Oh, we're going to build it back. We're not paying the ransom. We don't negotiate with terrorists. Well, that weekend, the prosecuting attorney for the County, calls the guy and goes, Hey man, um, you know, this guy that we've got, and I'm not going to say the charges. I mean, it, it's yeah. pretty nefarious stuff, right? Bad dude. He's like, yeah, he goes to trial on Tuesday and I don't have my evidence. It's all on the, it's all on the, the, the network, <laughs> you know? And it's like, guess what? They negotiated with terrorists, right? They ended up paying the ransom so they could get it back and they could put the screws to that guy. So yeah. Um, and it, it, it can play out a lot of different ways. And if you don't so- truly understand it, you're, you're, let me, let, let's let's back this up a second and go elementary level and put yep. it down on a, a lower shelf. People can understand. So when you're talking yep. ransom, I immediately go to and we'll just make this a PG, you know, example of I've got your dog and I'm going to hold your dog hostage yep. until you pay me a five thousand dollar ransom. Is it yep. is it that simple? It is that simple. Yeah, I've got your network. I have your information. You don't have access to your computers. And oh, by the way, we're going to post all this on the dark web if you don't pay us. And it's it's usually in crypto, right? It's in it's in. Bitcoin um, or Dogecoin or something like that, you know, and uh, that's that's where, you know, that's where it gets tricky, man. Um, when you start dealing with somebody that speaks uh, Russian or Korean and they're demanding Bitcoin, it's like, oh, my God, I don't know what this guy's saying. And I have no idea how to get Bitcoin. And that's why insurance, that's the part of insurance that people don't think about. Like we take care of all that stuff, right? Like we, we've got people that speak Russian and Korean and they know how to get Bitcoin and they know how to set up a call center and they know how to advise you on how to notify in, in multiple states and, and set up credit monitoring. And that's, I mean, that's part of what you're paying for. So, yeah. And so, yeah, just put it down that lower level, that lower shelf. Now, another thing, you know, as I've talked to several people about cyber since this, that have been through it, you know, customers mm-hmm. that have been through it and they're like, I don't understand how this happened. I had everything set up. I had everything yep. in place. Right. I had this going on 2FA. I had this, I had that, I had all these things. And I still got hacked through sure. whatever it might've been. Sure. You know, I, I think that's alarming for a lot of people to hear that. So I right. think going back to what you said earlier, Having someone in your agency that understands at a certain level to be able yep. to educate and talk through it or to be able, and when they call you, cussing you out and saying, hey, we set up all the things you told us to and we still got it, got hacked. That's what right. do you say to all that? Can you help people to take a breath? Because right now everybody's bit, heart's beating fast right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, the, what we always tell people is, is, man, just lead with empathy, right? Realize that they're probably going to say something that they're going to take back, you know, uh, within the next 48 hours to a week. So just try to lead with empathy and understand that that in that moment, you know, a business owner is sitting there watching in their mind. They're watching all of their dreams and their hard work over the last decade, 20 years, just bleed out right in front of their eyes you know and it's it's a it's a slow bleed too because every day gone is another day of revenue right um there there's some new detail that comes out so just try to have some empathy just be there for them 
Um, you know, hopefully there's an insurance policy in place that will respond properly, uh, direct them towards their IT crew, you know, um, get those two parties working in conjunction together and, um, just stand back, um, and, and let the experts do their thing, you know? So, yeah, I think, I mean, the biggest thing is just leading with empathy and, and trying to understand the, the, the position they're in. Cause a lot of those guys have worked dang hard to get to where they're at. And so, Again, bottom shelf here. How's that happen? If you've got everything put into place, yeah. you know, you've started with 2FA, you've done, you know, multiple passes, you change your password every week, you know, you've done like numbers, letters, sentences, the whole nine, you've done all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. How do you still have this happen? Yeah, um, there's a bunch of different ways. So like the the broad look is, um, and, and what I'll just tell you from an insurance standpoint is like the bad actors get smarter and smarter every day. What we tell people all the time is that fire and tornadoes don't learn from the previous fire and previous tornado. Bad actors, you know, um, uh, on on the cyber side do. They're they're smarter and more advanced, every, you know, today, more so today than they were yesterday. So that's kind of the easy response. The other thing is, is our own stupid volition, right? Um, like we will take um, our work email address, right? And I will go, I don't, but I'm just saying me, employee, will go to my fitness coach, Target, (laughs) Chick-fil-A, whatever, and I'll log in with that email address and the same password, right? And then because of the third-party connectivity of all this, right, um, Chick-fil-A experiences a breach. Well, guess what? My password's exposed. So now they go to my work network and they put that in, and right? And, And we've seen, even with MFA, there's so much MFA fatigue. You know, um, and again, I don't want to get too, too crazy on this and I'm not calling out a single product, but like there is a product out there that when you type in your password, you either get a red button or a green button. Right. And like we hit the green button, we hit the green button, you know, uh, push button, get banana is what we say, you know, in the industry. Right. Well, I'm sitting at home and my phone's right there by by me and I'm clicking on something and it's eight o'clock at night and that green button puts up and I go, Oh shoot, what did I just do? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like I just hit green and I wasn't trying to log in. That was somebody else, you know, and it's just kind of out of human habit. So um, man, we can sit here and talk all day about the potential ways that it could go down. But the biggest thing is, is don't take your freaking work email with the same password and log into other stuff because if they experience a breach, there's your work email and there's your password out there for God and everybody to use. Yeah. And uh, okay. So that being said, it, uh, again, I, I love this, you know, idea of you talking to the insurance agent and I'm going to go at a, a simple level of, you know, we're, we're going to step it up a little bit, but right now the agents that are not as focused on sure. cyber and want to be, mm-hmm. or even maybe they do feel like they know enough. What are, uh, let's give some cheat codes out there. What are yep. several, you know, cheat code things that you could say to a potential client, to a prospect to make them feel comfortable, make them feel like, okay, this guy knows a thing or two. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I, where that starts is, and, and I, again, I know I'm biased, but this is what I did. Start working with a broker, right? Get with the wholesaler that understands cyber and they can teach you the things that you need to know, Right. Andy Runyon's Genesis. I worked for Philip Greer at Block Insurance in Perigold, Arkansas. And Philip said, here's three people. They all know cyber, schedule time with them. And one of them was Nicole Limpert. That's at currently at Amwins. And Nicole taught me half of what I know, right? Um, the other thing is, is just familiarize yourself with coverages, right? Because that's going to be the first thing. <laughs> they're they're going to look at the form. The client's going to look at the form and they're going to go, I don't know 
what the hell funds transfer fraud is or what, you know, cyber extortion is like, what does this mean? Right. What is third party versus first party? You know? Um, so I would say starting with familiarizing yourself with the form, understanding that every carrier is going to have their own little different twist on the lingo, trying to wade through that stuff that way at the base level, because, and I've been in these shoes, you know, doesn't doesn't look great when the insured or the prospect goes, what does that mean? And you go, uh, I don't know. You know, that's that's not a great place to start. So I would really say get hooked up with a wholesaler that understands it and then start familiarizing yourself with the form. That way you can confidently answer invoice manipulation is this funds transfer fraud is this. This is what cyber extortion means. That's your ransomware. Coverage. You know, whatever. And there's yeah. questions that people answer. How do I know where to start? Could you give me. Maybe as of right now, as of mm -hmm. 2023 going into 2024, mm -hmm. what are some of the hottest, you know, topics they should be looking into or some of the hottest? Yeah, I would say, uh, obviously, the big the big thing is ransomware. You know, everybody is everybody's talking ransomware right now, especially post MGM. You know, that was that was a big one. So um, get with a there. There are great resources out there, guys, from the carriers. All the carriers have put big money into this stuff. So like. And, and the ones that come to, to my my brain, uh, CFC does a really good job. Corvus Coalition on a, all of those have agent landing pages. Download their resources, get the case studies, start reading up on that stuff, and really get a, your mind wrapped around what ransomware looks like and how that coverage works. Because there are a lot of policies out there that exclude that ransom payment, and you want to make sure you want to be able to look that client in their eye and go look. We don't we don't support one way or another. We're never going to tell you either do or don't pay. But if you do pay, we want you to know that you have coverage for that. Right. And then the second thing is going to be funds transfer fraud or cybercrime. Right. W wade through that, because that's probably right now for a small business. That's more prevalent than ransomware is because it's low hanging fruit. We're going to send Betty in accounting an invoice from somebody that she's seen before for 15 grand. And we're going to do it for three weeks in a row. And guess what? We just got 45 grand, right? Cause she just paid them because she always pays them. Right. And she just sent them to a different routing and account number. So that, that one's a little bit more complex, right? Because you want to know what the coverages look like and you want to educate on that, but then you have to also turn around and educate the client on what are some safeguards to put in place to make sure that this doesn't happen? So that's where that trusted advisor part comes in. When you start asking them, okay, you get a wire transfer request. What are you doing to make sure, are you picking up the phone and calling? Are you calling the number on the email? Or are you calling a known number, right? Are you verifying it with somebody above your head? Like are, are there safeguards in place to make sure that that money doesn't end up in, you know, Ukraine or Seoul or somewhere else, yeah. you know? No, it's good advice. Ransomware, funds transfer fraud, you know, learn some of those things right now. Yeah, maybe we can update that in 2024 for next year. But yep. so, okay, I want to give you, uh, I'm putting you on the spot here. Uh, sure. Some common objections that yep. these clients are getting or these agents are getting from their clients. We'll start yep. low level and easy and we'll go from there. And maybe you can help me out and help the listener to mm -hmm. be able to overcome some of these objections. We don't need cyber insurance. We invest in IT security. Yeah, absolutely. And and what I always tell people is, is no IT agent worth their salt would ever say that you don't need insurance. How many of those IT products come with 100% ransomware guarantee? Not a single one. And you know why? Because they can't guarantee that, they, that you won't have a breach. So what I always tell people is, 
no IT person, no IT professional would ever tell you that's worth their salt, would ever tell you you don't need insurance. And no insurance agent to that point would never tell you that you don't need to make an equal investment in IT. Great, it's, a, it's a two-way street. It's a great point. All right. How about um, we don't collect sensitive data, so we don't need cyber insurance. Do you wire money? I don't know. The client. I'm just, you know, sure. most of them do. Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. yeah, no, that's, I mean, yeah, sure. Absolutely. You do. Okay. So if you wire money, you need cyber insurance. Do you have revenue? Yeah. Yeah, course. sure you do. Yeah, so what, business. so what yeah. would happen even without that sensitive data? What if you couldn't uh, have, I mean, how would not having access to the internet or your system for 15 days, how would that impact you from a revenue? But again, yeah. And another thing, going back to your point, not to answer my own question, but you brought up earlier, you know, if they get into your contacts and they get somebody's right. email, Right. They could start jumping into their emails and their That's information. Right. And so, That's right. yeah, the third party connectivity of it. But I mean, the, the low hanging fruit there, because I mean, we get that a lot. It's like, man, we don't take in credit card info. Right. We don't take in date of birth. We store everything to the cloud. And it's like, great. So that means the this one section of the form that your third party liability is, is either non-existent or very small. What about your ransomware business interruption part? Right. That's still there. What about your funds transfer fraud and cybercrime? That's still there, right? Like this is, every, everybody tries to, or I don't say everybody, the folks that want to wiggle their way out of it, they try to go to like that one spot and be like, hey, I'm over here in this corner of the room. And you're like, yeah, but there's still a whole lot of room. <laughs> right. Um, cyber attacks only affect big business. We're too small for them to target. Have you had your head in your rear for the last three <laughs> years? I mean, like, I don't, I don't really, I don't really know. Right. I don't know a nice way to go. No. Seriously, I mean, uh, over half of cybercrime now affects small to medium-sized businesses. And what I tell people directly, I live in little old Perigold, Arkansas, right? Town of about 30,000 people. We had a single location funeral home get ransomed, right? If if yeah. they're going after single location funeral homes in Perigold, freaking Arkansas, guess what? They're, they're going after, after everybody, right? Like it doesn't matter revenue. It doesn't matter location. I had a buddy one time. He said, man, you know, he's like, little old, we're, we're in this little old town. They wouldn't, they wouldn't come after me, right? He said, you said the average ransom payment was 250 grand. You mean to tell me if they get on my system, they're going to ask me for 250 grand? And I said, nope. And he goes, yeah, that's what I thought. And I said, no, I think it'll be closer to 2 million. And his eyes got really big. And I went, dude, you do like 40 million revenue. They're not going to ask you for a quarter of a million dollars. They're going to get in there. They're going to search for your revenue. They're going to see 40 million. And they're going to be like, yeah, we can get way more than that out of this guy. Okay, here's one that I got. Yep. Cyber's already covered by, you know, my blank policy right right I was gonna say um, my box, so but. number one that crime policy only covers funds transfer fraud and that's it and there are scenarios in which we will tell people hey your your cyber policy only goes up to 250k of cyber crime and you're wiring 300 400 500 grand so you need an additional crime policy on top of that so i, I don't want to sound like i'm poo-pooing on crime because i'm not crime policies are very good they serve their purpose Again, they cover one facet out of three of those major cyber coverages, right? And then, guys, I'm just going to tell you right now, if you're of any type of revenue, and I mean like north of 500K, or if you're wiring any type of money, be very, very wary of those BOP add-ons for cyber coverage because they are sublimited for key coverages, or they usually exclude things like ransom payment and cybercrime. So we call that the warm and fuzzies in the industry. You know, well, my agent gave me this and he's, you know, my college drinking bunny from our fraternity days and he wouldn't sell me anything. Listen, he don't, he don't know. You know what I'm saying? 
he just saw a cyber rider on a Hartford policy or a Liberty <laughs> Mutual policy, and you saw cyber and he saw cyber and y'all knocked it up. Well, you ain't getting paid for that. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. And so we outsource our IT. Uh, it I mean, it doesn't matter. It's, I mean, it, whose who's front door did it walk through, right? Right. You're, you're liable for the information, right? I mean, and that's, I mean, there was a breach where it was up in the north central parts of the United States where a cloud provider was hacked and it affected like 70 something nursing homes, right? You think yeah. those nursing homes weren't liable for their patients' information? Of course they were, right? Who had? Who do you think had enough of that, right? Like, right. I mean, hey, we were part of a breach. It was one of our third-party vendors. Your information may be out there. All that stuff costs money. So um, what I tell people is that it doesn't matter, you know, what what store in the mall, uh, you know, it goes to. It's what door did it come through. And if that was your door, then there's no guarantee that you don't end up in court sometime. That's good stuff. Um I know these, you know, people out there that are new to selling or have been selling for a while. These are some of the objections that they're going to get. So, yep, one hundred percent. I've heard, and by the way, <clears throat> kudos to you because I have heard every single one of those and good. some of them, some of them multiple times. Those are those are very good objections and very common. Yeah, I just try to take notes, you know, before we get on. Try to prepare a little bit, you know. So if you're looking at somebody's policy. You know, what are some of those things that you could be looking for to identify? Oh, there's some gaps there. Uh, the biggest thing uh, that I see is that uh, those ransom payment, uh, either sublimits or um, total exclusions, uh, the cyber uh, transfer or the the, the cyber crime funds transfer uh, exclusions and business income. Well, listen, we went through a time on the PNC side. That, you know, I mean, I, I remember there was a moment up here after a tornado where it was like, if I got to make sure that we have business income on everything, you know what I'm saying? And like, um, so yeah, business income is a big deal. You want to make sure like if they are down for an amount of time that they have BI there, you know, and then reputational harm. Uh, those are, those yeah. are the things, you know, the, the most common reputational harm example that I give is I've got a good buddy, uh, that, that was a, a fellow ASU Arkansas state baseballer, uh, right after I was there, uh, we do have done business together for years and, you know, he, he runs a really, really good mom and pop pharmacy. Great mom and pop pharmacy. They do a heck of a job, right? But guess what? It's Friday night. Grandma needs her blood pressure pill, and he's in the middle of a ransomware attack, and he can't fill that script. Guess where it's going? Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and it ain't coming back, right? So that's that's reputational harm, right? Like we have some type of reputational repercussion where it's not just the business in the moment. It's, man, I'm I'm four or five months post breach and I'm still, you know, losing revenue because my reputation took a hit because of this. Yeah. I, you know, I think that's a big one. There is the reputational harm. Uh, you can't change that reputational harm, but I feel like there's something we can do there. I yeah, no, I, absolutely. Well, but I mean, and, and here's, and again, I'm super biased here. If I've got a solid cyber policy in place, right, that I know is going to handle the media side of things and I know that is going to handle post-breach response and all that stuff. If I get hit, hey, look, guys, here's what's happening. We're admitting, and, and I'm 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 out on front street saying, look, this is the we we're aware of it. We wanted you to be aware of it. We'll provide you uh with credit monitoring for a couple of years, whatever you need to feel secure, right? And being able to do that confidently, because I know that cyber insurance is going to indemnify me for that, to me, sounds a hell of a lot better than let's go, hey, let's just sweep this under the rug and hope nobody figures out, right? Yeah, I think uh, that's a big thing that people don't think about. They're like, oh, my gosh, it costs a lot of money for me to do that and to help these people out and to give them credit monitoring, all that. But that's what's spelled out in the insurance policy. Yep, people buy insurance. Yep. Yeah, people don't recognize that. 
it's very similar to going to get a rental car when you get in a car accident. Yep. We're at a mid-roll ad, ladies and gentlemen, and I want to talk to you about uh, something that's very important to me, and that's holiday season. Holiday season is here. Uh, Halloween's behind us. We are now into Thanksgiving, Christmas, Black Friday, all that good stuff. And I love it. I'm here for it. <laughs> Excuse me. And I want to talk to you about uh, my friends over at Manscaped. They've got a brand new tool uh, called the Handyman Compact Face Shaver. Innovate, their innovative dual blade design helps you trim and shave at the exact same time for a uh, a quick and comfortable shave. You don't want to miss this. And it's waterproof. So you can just rinse it off, toss it back in its case and back in your bag. Uh, it's perfect to throw in your gym bag or your suitcase to take on the go. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, make sure this is a perfect gift for male or female. But ladies, if you're listening to this, it's, you know, Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com and scroll to the bottom. When you go to checkout, hit uh, Mayor as your code, M-A-Y-O-R, and you're going to get 20% off. What 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 lady doesn't like, or male for that matter, doesn't love a good discount? 20% off. Here's the kicker, plus free shipping. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you think about it, that's more like 30 or 40% off, really. So, go check that out. Go to manscaped.com and uh, use the code Mayor at checkout for the Handyman Compact Face Shaver. And go ahead and check out all the other wonderful products that they've got over at Manscaped. Also, let me talk to you about my good friends over at Canopy Connect, your one-click solution to getting those deck pages and loss runs that you need to quote your prospects. No more chasing, no more questions, no more uh, all of that stuff. Just check out usecanopy.com backslash Heath. Get a demo, get a discount, check it out. Improve your customer journey by implementing Canopy Connect in your agency today. Today, I say. Today, I say. It rhymes. Again, I'm on fire. Can't get any better. But I can't talk right. So I'm going to let it go. Usecanopy.com. Now, let's get back to the show. In the industry, so in the industry uh, that, you know, left a boom means prior to the breach, right a boom means after the breach, right? Um, we, we spend a lot of time talking about the services that are available right a boom, you know, and, and how, you know, those things used to all we talked about was right a boom and nobody listened. Now, we're starting to talk about the preventative measures because they're creeping their way into the underwriting. It, it needs to be there. That's a good thing, right? But there are a ton of, of right-of-boom post-breach services that are available to, to make life more palatable for the insurer. Yeah, I, you and I talked a little bit before we got on, you know, and we've been in contact a little bit, and we've got mutual friends. And what I, one of the things you've talked to me about is, you know, the agents, and I, and I love the way you worded this, so I'd love for you to expand on this a little bit because there's agents sure. that might deal with this. Agents that want to stick their head in the sand, you know, going into yep. 2024 about cyber. Yep. Um, yep. You know, you have a pretty strong point on this. I know you said you're biased about it, but yep. what's your hot take, so to speak, on that? Those that stick their head in the sand, what? Fill in the blank there. You're going to lose business, period. Okay. End of story. Yeah. There's a there's an Andy Runyon. <clears throat> when I was on the retail side, there's an Andy Runyon out there that would love your best client, right? Um, <laughs> you know that guy that guy that hadn't given me a shot in 30 years i'm gonna go ask him how you're doing on his cyber on, on, on his cyber policy have you quoted it in the last couple of years have they explained all the coverages to you right and then now i'm in and and again to go back to my previous point uh, if if we're talking just i mean because we're all insurance it's the insurance brotherhood here right like we we can talk about things that maybe shouldn't be forward-facing right 
may, maybe you don't care about the cyber policy because it is low revenue, right? But guess what? If I'm in on the cyber, guess what I'm asking next? When's that group health renewed, right? 100%. That'll give you some IBS, won't it? You don't want to lose that account, you know? When's that business auto renewed, you know, uh, transportation company? Um, so, I mean, like that, that and that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you, if you put your head in the sand on this, you will lose business because somebody else will be fluent in it. They'll use that as a wedge. And then they're coming for the rest of it. Yeah, I, th- I think you're 100% correct. And, you know, I, I hopefully we're at this place, and I would have thought this, that going into 2024 or even 2025 or even this year, 2023, that people be a little more hip to the to the conversation there on cyber. But we still have quite a few that are not. Again, I, I did sit through a nice uh, seminar about cyber that was standing room only. So there are people that are getting hip to it, but there are some of those maybe in Paragold, maybe small town, Texas, small town, Arkansas, small town, Missouri, wherever you're at, that may not be hip to that. And so I really think that as you're listening to this, you've got to pay attention to it because it can happen anywhere, whether you're in, you know, Pocahontas, Arkansas, Waldron, you know, or Mm -hmm. you're in some small town, Texas, uh, California, any state, you know, you're not immune to this at any means. And I think your agency has a big gaping hole. Well, and think about, I mean, and think about where a lot of those small towns, I mean, a lot of those small town populations come out of manufacturing. Guess what is one of the top three, you know, uh, industries that have been hit, you know, in the last little bit. I mean, it has been manufacturing and every small town has a school district. Guess what the number one most fished uh, industry was in quarter one of 2023? Education. Right. And, and it's crazy because you look at that and you're like, man, there's not revenue in education. Like, what do they want? They want your kids data. They want their date of birth. They want their social security number, right? Like, um, so yeah, there's, there's even just cause it's small town, um, you know, doesn't mean that the exposure is not there. It doesn't mean the conversation is not having happening. And, uh, like I said, man, just get, I mean, it doesn't mean you got to hire somebody and pay them just to do cyber. Right? right. It means get somebody in the agency that has an interest that has a fighting uh, chance to, to understand, right. Like they, they're, they're hungry to learn and then get them set up with the wholesaler. And I mean, of course, I'm going to, this is where I'm going to plug fifth wall, right? Like we have a whole yeah. agency side. Uh, I work with, with MSPs day in and day out. I work with the IT guys because we have two sides of the house at our wholesaler, but you know, we've got an agency side and and get hooked up with somebody like Alexis Argyros on our side that can help you walk your agency through quoting process, marketing materials, all that good stuff. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I love stats, you know, and I love, you know, looking at, at things like that. And so I was wondering, and I don't know how up to date some of these stats are, but I, I've seen some serious stats out there of like, I, I can't even, you know, 97% of companies have dealt with, you know, I don't know if it's fortune 100, fortune 500, whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't know for those out there that are stat nerds like myself or fantasy football guys or stat people in right. general, right? what, you know, do you have any of those stats off the top of your head that would just make people stop for a second or pull over and, or make their heart palpitate a little bit? Yeah. So this is a great one that we just did a talk on the other day, right? Um, Travelers released a study uh, just this last month and it said that 90% of businesses feel that they're prepared for a cyber breach, right? 90%. Yeah. Like when asked, are you ready for this? They said yes. And then they said, okay, how many of you have an incident response plan? Less than half. How many of right. you have multi-factor authentication on? Less than half. How yeah. many of you have a dedicated breach response team? 55%, yeah. you know, and I mean, like, so that's, I mean, to me, super eye-opening, right? And here's why. This was my takeaway. 
we were joking on the talk about, you know, I had seen a stat that said that like 8% of American males think that they can defeat a lion in hand-to-hand combat, right? Yeah. There's obviously a massive gap between reality and, and, and ideology, yeah. there, you know, and like currently, guys, that those are your insurance. Those are your people, right? Those are people that are buying cyber insurance from you. They're, they're, they're staying open. Their business staying open or dependent upon whether or not they pay you premium. 90% of them think that they're ready to go and less than half of them are, right? Like to, to me, that would freak me out. That means that I have clients that think that they understand cyber that don't, that have coverage and they think that they have coverage where they may not. And from an ENO standpoint, from a client relationship standpoint, that freaks that I would lose sleep over that. Yeah. I, another one that I heard and, you know, I think is alarming to me is obviously, you know, you talked about, I forgot the terminology used before and after whatever, right, left, whatever it was, but obviously everyone listening, including you and I talking here, there's a big difference in the world post and pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I saw a stat the other day, and I may have heard it in the seminar I was sitting in in Florida. I think it was, in fact, I know I've got it written down right here um, in prep for this call. 32% of people have not changed their cybersecurity plan since pandemic to account for the hybrid work situation or work from home or all of that, which is like, holy smokes, you'd have thought pandemic would have been like, okay, we need to make some changes, but people haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and so the biggest industry that I see, so that's an example of that. And and everybody hates regulation, right? We're we're red-blooded yeah. Americans, and by God, the government's not going to tell me what to do. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> but, but look at the look at the car industry, right? Look at the auto sales industry, right? They yeah. just came under FTC cybersecurity safeguard rules on June the 9th, right? If yep. you would have walked into, if you would have known this much about IT, right, and walked into your most local successful car dealership and asked them about firewall, MFA, EDR, backups, encryption. What are you doing to protect my data when I come in and I buy a car and you would have asked that question in 2022? It would have blown your mind, right? Like, I mean, that, that and, and, and why is that though? I mean, to your point, why is that? Because they're making money hand over fist and nobody's making them, right? Like their profit sure. margins are through the roof. So why in the world, when I'm making yeah. more money, why would I change the status quo? Why would I spend that money when nobody's forcing me to, right? So then you have the FTC race come down and they're like, hey guys, look, like technically what you guys in colleges, universities and realtors are doing with these applications, like the information on those applications, like y'all are a financial institution, right? Like you're taking banking information, you're taking social security, yeah. all that stuff, same, same amount of information, just using it in a different way. So all of this stuff that, you know, banks have been under since 2003 with GLBA, like, you guys are going to be in the same boat from here on out. Right. So the, the car industry is a phenomenal example of like, man, they, they waited until somebody, and some of us still have it, you know, but like uh-huh. there, I mean, it was like the government sitting there going, by God, if you don't do this, we're going to find you a hundred thousand dollars, not fine, fine. A hundred thousand dollars per, per violation, you know? Yeah, so the other thing I wanted to get into uh, as we start to wrap up, but this stat just blew my mind, uh, and I just confirmed it. Um, so those watching video saw me over here. I was making sure I was right on this. According to, I think it was May of 2022, which is still not that long ago, 
uh, a stat that came out was over $43 billion has been lost through business email compromise attacks, mm-hmm. you know, since 2020. That, that's B. A, yeah, not, not M, B, yeah, billion. B, yeah. through email. You know, mm-hmm. we talk about, you know, that, we hear that a lot. But, you know, and then we hear terms like you mentioned some about malware, phishing, mm-hmm. all these things. And we're not talking about going out of the pond and fishing. Like we're talking PH, I guess, ISH, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I don't even know what that kind of stuff means. I mean, I do, but not enough to, you know, say I'm an expert or anything. But people right. listening to this, first of all, 43B, that's, that's a lot, 43 billion. But then when you start thinking, like, what is, like, how do you recognize phishing? How do you recognize malware? All yep. of those types of things, like. Like you said, it can get complicated, but you know, I just think well, train work. train your staff. There's training out there for that now. And and here's the deal. So guys that aren't yeah, guys, yeah, guys that aren't paying attention to cyber right now. One of the things that you need to be asking your insurance moving forward is do you have at least biannual staff training? It really needs to be quarterly. Some people do it monthly, cybersecurity training for your staff, because it's gonna affect their rate. That 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 carrier is gonna look at, you know. An insurance agency, right? Yeah. We hold some pretty good stuff, right? Yeah. Are, are your agents, do they know what a good phishing email looks like? Do they know how to how to uh you know dig out that stuff, right? Um, so yeah, make sure, make sure those folks are being trained up. And and man, you know, like I said, as we're coming in for a landing thing, and this is I always somewhat of a controversial take, but but I mean I believe it or, or I wouldn't run it out there. Where do you think that 43 billion is going? It ain't going to the United States, guys. Right. It's not. It's going to China. It's going to Russia. It's going to Iran. It's going to North Korea. I mean, it, it, it is going into bank accounts of people that do not want us as the old United States to succeed. Right. And so what I what I have kind of taken a, a little bit of a stand on this year in 2023 is like, look, you may not get it. It may not be at the front of your, you know, daily thought. Right. But it should be because good cyber hygiene is an act of patriotism, particularly in times of war, because where is that money going and who is it funding? And it ain't our daycares and our, you know, uh, our schools. Right. It's going overseas and it's going to people that have bad intentions. So let's keep that money here in our country. That's a, that's a great point. I love that you brought that up. Uh, so tell me, OK, fifth wall. Mm hmm. Tell me a little bit. I've never heard of fifth wall. And so yep. if I have it, it doesn't mean that's. Anything. I don't mean anything offensive right. to that, but nope. some of the audience may not have heard of Fifth Wall either. So sure. tell me a little bit about Fifth yep. Wall as we kind of wrap up a little bit, and as you said, yeah. this plane. Yeah, so everybody understands um, the idea of a wholesale shop, right? Wholesale brokerage, um, been around since 2017. And uh, where we're different is all we do is cyber and tech ENO for, for IT companies and tech companies. Um, most of your wholesale shops will be able to get quotes on any lines, you know, if you can't get it through your standard markets, they'll get, be able to get you non-standard quotes, right? Um, we we work with over 40 worldwide uh, carriers. We have Dagum near global access. And all we do is cyber and tech ENO. So what, what, I mean, I believe sets us apart. And what I can guarantee you is, is that when you talk to somebody at Fifth Wall, you are getting a cyber specialist. They, they don't moonlight in work comp or, you know, employee benefits or something like that, right? Um, our whole team is dedicated to, to cyber and tech, you know. Okay. And so, uh, but, okay, so let's say that, you know, they're working with a carrier direct or with another ENS wholesaler of some mm-hmm. sort for the GL, the comp, everything else. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I right. guess for those listening that work for those, you can, you know, rest assured fifth wall is not coming after the rest of your business. All they nope. want is the cyber. That's correct. And then you guys probably work pretty well. You've mentioned CRC, you've mentioned some other people, you mentioned yep. or CFC, whatever, you know, some yep. of those other people you work with them already, you have a relationship with other wholesalers, I'm assuming. Uh, we do. Um, and some, you know, uh, well, they at least know who you guys are. Yeah, sure. And I mean, listen, the, the, our, our space, I mean, guys, there's a lot of need for this right now, you know? Um, so there's, uh, we're, we're pretty kind, um, uh, you know, across our sector. Um, but what I, what I will tell you is, is our, our carrier relationships are phenomenal. When you get to the carrier level, when you get to the CFCs and the Corvuses and the coalitions and things like that, um, I, I'm not saying, I, I would never say that we have more pull than any other wholesale shop. Like I, you can't, you can't make that claim. Right. But, you know, uh, people like <laughs> talking to folks that, that specialize in cyber, you know, um, and, and, you know, we, we absolutely can make uh, requests and, and get deeper into underwriting than, than the average agency can if you've got a direct appointment. You know, there are a lot of folks out there that, you know, have gone direct uh, with certain markets. Um, having, having that direct line to the underwriter as a wholesaler and doing nothing but cyber and we go, hey, look, this is what we see reconsider this, or this is where we need to get, you know, things like that. It, it is, it is very, very advantageous and helpful for the, for the end user. Okay. Um, and so let's say that your ENS carrier or your direct line, your, your carrier that you work with right now, they, they give you a cyber quote and you, yep. you, you like that. Yep. And they get one from you as well. Can they stack it all, or can there be some holes in your policy that could fill in where theirs yeah. are? So really, where the where the stack comes? Now, uh, well, more than likely not. Um, where the stack comes from is folks that need more than five million. No carrier, very very seldom is a carrier going to go north of five mil, right? So if you run into somebody that's high rev that needs, um, you know, eight mil, they're going to get five from one carrier and three from another. You know, the stack can can occur there. Um, going back to the crime thing earlier, somebody could bind uh, a cyber policy with us and then supplement it with a crime policy with another uh, yeah, wholesaler right, yeah. with their agent. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, on the crime side, absolutely. Um, man, there's listen, there's a lot of ways to bake this pie. Right. And and we're out here. Um, me okay. personally, because of my faith, I'm, I'm an abundance principle guy. I'm not I don't think that we have to corner the market to be, uh, you know, uh, to be profitable. Um, we, we, there's, there's room at the table for all of us to eat if we just work together, you know? Awesome. So, you know, you could in effect, you know, ask your wholesaler, ask your carrier that you're working with, you know, uh, let them know ahead of time, Hey, I'm gonna get a cyber quote from somebody else or go ahead and right. take the cyber quote from them and then just compare it there to fifth wall. How would you suggest sure. it? Yeah, no, absolutely. Policy comparison is a, a huge deal, right? Um, okay. there are a lot of things that go into that. Um, the first thing is, are the coverages there that match your exposure? And I'm borderlining on getting into the secret sauce here, so I'm not really going to fully yeah. go there. But like, do you have the coverages that you need, and do you have those coverages and the limits that 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 should be that that are appropriate? Yeah. So lining lining things up, um, lining things up side by side, and going, hey, you know. And then too, I mean, from a presentation standpoint, like it. I mean, because think about how this flows. I'm a retail agent and I deal with the carrier or the, or the, the insured, right? Insured doesn't really understand cyber. I may not really understand cyber very well at all. It is highly critical that the presentation of that quote uh, from the wholesaler is palatable to the, to the guy that that's at the bottom of that rung, you know? So dealing with people that can really break it down and present it in a way that is understandable and palatable for the insured, that's key in the process. And I, that's, 
I will I will brag on my team until uh, to the ends of the earth. Uh, our folks that do that do it phenomenal. Awesome. Let's uh, give me some contact info. People want to find you, whether yep. they want to get a quote from you or just ask some questions, you know, because yep. I'm sure you're open to answers of questions. Um, oh, 100%, 100%. Give me some of so, that as we, yeah. as we slow down. Let's start uh, start with the website, uh, fifthwallsolutions.com. We have an agency landing page there. Um, so fifthwallsolutions.com. My personal email is andy.runyon, R-U-N-Y-A-N, at fifthwallsolutions.com. So andy.runyon at fifthwallsolutions.com. And then, man, I'm listen. I'm I'm here in Arkansas. I'm a Southern boy. My cell phone's eight seven zero two one nine one three three nine. Just call me. You know, like we'll we'll talk shop. And uh, you know, I've I've got fortunately moving into this role. I had some agents that I love. I mean, guys that I was neighbors with and my kids played ball against and everything that were competition before. And what I love about my new role is like, hey, let's get lunch. Let's sit down and talk cyber and let's get you guys appointed with us so we can help your your clients go to market and and getting to work with, you know, the Holden, you know, I mean, getting to work with those guys, the the Philip Greer's, you know, the, the, yeah. you know those, those, you know, uh, those guys getting to be on the same team now instead of, instead of you know, fighting against them. That's been that's been great. Uh, fantastic. Uh, and I just checked it out to make sure uh, it's fifth is spelled out F I F. T H wall solution. So I want to make sure you don't just put the five in, but right. uh, anyway, uh, dude, I, I appreciate you coming back again. I'm sure this will be another, you know, top download people. This is a, an interesting subject right now. I think it's very impactful. Um, I appreciate you very much. Uh, I'm going to have my kids mad at me if I don't get them from school right now. So I got to jump, but I'm sure, I, again, I'm sure they don't you. want another minute at school. You better go get them. That's right. So much fun. So glad you guys asked for him to come back into the show, uh, back into the program. He did a great job. Guys, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you check out every episode. You don't want to miss any of them. Go ahead and just start downloading, start uh, subscribing, start watching, start checking it out. Insurance Town is here for you. Guys, uh, I love it. I love my sponsors. I love my uh, my shows, my guests. I love you, the audience. If you have any idea for a show, if you want to come on, as a, come on with it. Thanks a lot, guys. I look forward to hanging out with you again next week.